This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. your mind right now. Please do. You know Magic Jordan? Mm-hmm. It's not one guy, it's two guys. A guy named Magic and a guy named Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Is oh. it? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Until two bros. Two broskies. Aren't they from like the six too? Yeah, they're Canadian. Yeah, yeah. It's one named Magic and the other one's named Jordan? Yes. It's like one's like a first name, and I think the other one's like a last name. No, no, both first names. Both first names. Both first names. Yeah. And actually, it makes sense that Drake is on this song because they signed OVO Sound, the record label, gotcha. co-founded by the one and only Drake. Aha! What a way to give a little boost to your song, right? Throw a little Drake on there, and it pays off for Drake too. Kind of shows you the kind of guy Drake is too. That he wants it. He's got like a bunch of artists that he's working with and is always seems happy to be on their tracks. I wonder if I can find a list of that right here. Of all the people. Okay, Kernax, you ready? Mm-hmm. Well, you got your Drake, obviously. You got your party next door. Yes! Right? Exactly! Magic Jordan. You got Roy Woods. Oh my god, I love Roy, Roy Woods. Dope. So good. You got Division, the DVSN. Yes. Division is so good too. Sexy. You got Baka Not Nice. You got Baka. Baka Not Nice. Baka. Baka Not Nice. There you go. I don't know Baka Not Nice. You do. Yeah, okay. Pop Can. Pop Can, I don't know. Smiley is a new one. Former X. Who cares? Former. They never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone, so. Yeah. You gonna p- play this jam on your boys' weekend? I don't know. Maybe it'll come up. That's always the thing. Like when you get a, I'm going to a cottage weekend oh, this weekend. Yeah. Who gets the playlist? Who gets to put well, on some jams? People take turns, uh, but some people have some just like awful taste in music, oh, or, yeah? or just trying to please everybody all the time is very difficult too. Yeah, like I could put on one of the playlists that you think is your best one, Mora. Yeah, and I bet you out of the seven people there. There might be three going, what is this? What are we at a fucking <laughs> I know. club right now? <laughs> well, what are we, we too cool? We got to listen to this? Like, you know, and then it would be like, what do you want to listen to? How about some like uh, classic rock? Or, it's kind of match the location. Like, uh, that's what I'm starting to notice. Like, locationally, if you're at a cottage, it should be really like the tragically hip or classic rock. That kind of just suits that, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't you think? And then later in the night, you can amp it up and switch it up but like you know just like when people are having pre-drinks 
Don't you think when you're at a cottage or a cabin that it should be something classic Canadiana? Yeah, yeah. Or I classic guess. rock. Can't go wrong with classic rock. I guess. Abundance? Uh, or acoustic-y, acoustic-y depending on the yeah. weather. I mean, it, it really depends on the weather. I, know, I think it depends on what you're doing, too. Like, if you're just sitting there around a campfire, maybe sure you want to listen to the hit, but if you're sitting there blowing lines of cocaine... <laughs> lines no, of cocaine? No, I don't want to listen to acoustic <laughs> guitar <laughs> music. I can That's tell right. you, uh, one of those things is <laughs> happening this weekend. And the other one is not? And the other is definitely not. <laughs> you know, I've I've certainly never done cocaine. I've brought that up um, on the show. On the, show. Yeah. Uh, the guys that I'm going with... I can pretty much say with absolute certainty that none of them have done cocaine Not either. Not one of them has Not done one, them. one line of cocaine. These uh, guys that I'm going with who are, you know, people I interact with still today and I'm friends with today have been friends since uh, grade nine or before wow. Wow. in some cases. And uh, yeah, no, we never really got caught up in that world growing up. And I think it's just sort of like who your friends are. You need to have that one friend who's like, oh shit, I just got cocaine from my older brother, Steve. You guys want to try it? Like there's got to be someone who brings it in. Mm. Rarely do you have a group of people who have never done cocaine all deciding unanimously, you know, we got to try cocaine. Yeah, cocaine. That's true. You need someone to bring you into that world. But is it not... (laughs) possible that like one of these dudes at a work function you know and a buddy at work that isn't necessarily friends with your group at a like you know some kind of like christmas party or some shit like that was like yo man let's go to the washroom and he gives him a bump and it's not like he does cocaine regularly but like he's tried it and he just wouldn't share that information with you because he feels like the group wouldn't accept him. no 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 we're not judgmental that way uh no one would really care Mm -hmm. um no one really care about that. I just, I just think we're all probably schooled the same way in believing that it is such a gateway to uncertainty. Uncertainty, mm-hmm. like you know, you, you've seen. I've seen too many movies where people are like partying with cocaine. Next thing you know, they're like, you know, still partying with cocaine, giving blowjobs for uh, twenty bucks so they can get another thing of crack cocaine, you know, or whatever. I think. I think there's a. a People who have their cocaine hangover the next day, like that is enough for you to never want to do it again. And I've been around people who are dealing with like a severe cocaine hangover and it just looks like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't stop them though. It doesn't stop them from doing it again. I just think it's such a a dangerous drug because of how good it could make you feel. Yeah. And how it's cut these days too. Yeah. Let's let's stop talking. We talk too much about cocaine on this podcast. Well, I but there'll be no being, dr- uh, there'll be no hard drugs at this cottage weekend. There might be some weed, right? Uh, there, there won't be mushrooms. Although I wouldn't be opposed to that idea. Microdosing, uh, some you, mushrooms. Yeah, most uh, you know, like everyone is kind of grown up to a point where I feel like they feel those days are behind them. Yeah. Even though I totally. still am okay with living in the moment with just like like soft drugs like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time I ever did mushrooms, I was 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I had friends that did them all through university, and I, I just was always too afraid that I would mess with myself mentally. Like, I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, to give you an idea, when I first, you know, would experiment with weed, mm-hmm. I could get too high and give myself a bad buzz very easily mm-hmm. by sitting in a chair going, oh, I'm going to feel sick. I'm going to feel oh, sick. Yeah. And then, you know, what's inevitable is that when you're on weed, you're going to feel like anything, anything you're feeling is going to be heightened yes. by 10 times. 
So I was always afraid that I would give myself a bad trip on mushrooms. So I stayed away from People it. People do have bad trips on mushrooms, but I feel like when back in the day, like the term microdosing didn't exist. People liked to, you're doing mushrooms. Well, okay. heaven forbid you don't do enough. That was always the thing, right? Now just doing little tiny bits of it is called microdosing and it's a thing. And well, it can feel like you're just high on marijuana, but just having the best laugh of your life, but not seeing things move and ha- having ha- hallucinations. Yeah, the last time I did mushrooms, I was 17, and I was talking to fucking garden gnomes, and my my friends looked like uh, cartoon characters and shit. But that's like acid. That doesn't sound like mushrooms. <laughs> I, you did a lot of mushrooms yeah, to get yeah, to that and point. I, I never want to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a bad trip. So I would hear those stories, you mm. know, and I stayed away from it, and it took me being on a camping trip in the middle of nowhere where every single other person there was doing mushrooms, and I would have been the only one not doing it. Mm. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. Peer pressure, fuck it. That's how the cocaine happens the same way. You're out of place. Everyone's doing it. You're like, all right, I'll give it a (laughs) shot. Yeah, so I've never been in that situation where everyone was doing coke without me, you know? Right. But I did mushrooms, and then I was, uh, that experience was a little rough because I was like an 11 on 10. Oh, You know, the guy who was handing them out was like, you know what? It's very easy to do too little. Yes. And it's almost impossible to do too much. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. It's totally so, possible to I, do too much. I think I smoked on a huge joint before oh. that happened. And then it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And before I knew it, I was I was sitting there and I was having laughing fits like I've never had in my life. Yes. And you're in the zone. And then all of a sudden, because it was a camping trip and I didn't really want to use the the terrible outhouse there was, I kind of held off going to the bathroom. Yes. So I went between having laughing fits to all of a sudden feeling like I was standing 20 feet behind everybody, even though I hadn't moved, Mm. thinking I was going to shit my pants. I was like, I'm going to shit my pants. I can't get up. I'm like, I can't, I can't move. I have to go to the bathroom. And it was, uh, but then it was hilarious and I was laughing. And, right, oh, and yeah. then I was like, I'm going to shit my pants. And, <laughs> and it's these waves of the two things coming and going. Kind of sounds like the greatest time ever. <laughs> well, I was an 11 on 10. I would have preferred to be an 8.5 out of 10. And then I, we, this was an annual trip. So I did them a handful of other times. But mm-hmm. since it's been a long time, you know, you speak of my, Microdosing, um, like there's a guy who we all know actually, who's uh, founded a business based on people microdosing the psilocybin, which is the key, the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, mm-hmm. and it's used not to get high, but to control like mental health, like yeah, just to keep your mind in check. I know they're doing a lot of uh, research in that. Yeah. How, how can that affect people who are dealing with uh, mental health? Uh, that's pretty cool. It's not legal in Canada, but it is in other countries to sell it. So they have like these microdose options, um, you know, mm-hmm. in Amsterdam, in Netherlands, some places like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that, they're doing studies in Canada right now. Well, they now. do a a lot of studies where they, yeah, you have like full on mushroom experiences guided with therapy, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. treat people who have like PTSD and yeah. addiction issues. Yeah. And I think the same thing with LSD too, maybe yes. to a certain extent. Why don't you do your own research this weekend? I did see something about it on a news magazine program uh-huh. known as 60 Minutes. They covered that. And I was <laughs> right. convinced. I'm like, oh, if I ever have PTSD, I'm definitely trying. Yeah. Guided therapy with magic mushrooms. Last time I did mushrooms, I peed my pants five times. From laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But microdosing and I kept or like a everyone, full batch? I peed my pants again. <laughs> I have to go change again. Yeah. <laughs> was five this before, times was this before you had the thing? 
five times. Because you're laughing so hard. I remember my stomach, like I'd never had a better ab workout in my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need so, to have a box of Kleenex beside me because I'm laughing so much. And I, you even see it here if we're having a funny conversation. I have to blow my nose a lot when I laugh. Mm-hmm. I could go through an entire thing of Kleenex <laughs> if I was like... Too many mushrooms. Too many mushrooms. You gotta just, my, that was not a microdosing scenario. I've since microdosed yeah. and I can tell you with confidence if you just are taking a little tiny bit... It can just be like weed, but only like with those giggles and not the hallucinations. But of course, don't do drugs. But of course. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Right. This was before you had that um, procedure though, right? Oh, yeah. But that that had nothing to do with like a bladder issue. That was a mushroom issue. Overdose So this is like pre-kids you would have laughed like that? Post. This was post. So probably had something to do with the fact that I had a daughter. But yeah. Okay. Well, happy boys weekend! Woo! Mostly going to be just, I think, microdosing tequila. <laughs> nice. You know, microdose everything. That's the key to the, success. The only problem with microdosing tequila, and I have experience with this, is that you can end up drinking a lot over a long period of time. Oh. You know what I mean? If you're just kind of sipping on it and you're yeah. just kind of like riding a fine line of being buzzed mm-hmm. next thing you know six hours later you've had half a bottle of tequila or more right do your water trick water before bed yeah but i think i'm also i'm really trying to train myself just to like take breaks and crush some crush some water like just open up a can of club soda and drink on that for a bit because <laughs> i don't i don't need to be hung over no Hang on for the Daily Take 2. It's coming up next. A new study has found we use music to cheer ourselves up. And we do this on a weekly basis. On an average of two times a week, 54% of us have a song that we turn to again and again to cheer ourselves up. Do you have a song like that? Like a fire things up. Fire I want to get up. like, yeah. Let's get fired up. Yeah. Like you got a boys weekend this weekend. Are you going to press play on a song on your drive up? If I want to get fired up for real. Okay. <laughs> I got to find a clean version of it though. Bundus, you find your fire up song too uh, in the meantime. I know. I got it. I got it already lined up. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> There's only one option. I'm on a oh. boys weekend. Okay. Wait a oh, second. Okay. We, I know, what, know it what it is. What is love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. It's not really that. Is, it? is this a joke or is this for real? Okay. Well, you play it. We'll decide if it's a joke or not. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I always have, uh, it always brings me some like joy and a smile on my face when I hear this. She's got the look for me, baby. I'm coming for you. Roxette. It is Roxette. She's got the look. You've said before, Roxette, like, moves you. I love the guitar riff. And I just love, like, she's got the look. It makes me feel like, yeah, I'm going out tonight. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to rip. I never thought I would look cooler than Bundus in any uh, shape, way, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to end up looking cooler than Okay. My my fire up song is an Eminem and Lil Wayne collab. Right? Skipping scenes. Uh, be good or be good at it. Uh, right, I got my semi automatic. Oh, yeah. Put the d- in the mouth. 
say I'm higher than I, I listen to the not clean version. Two thirds of people also admit that they have a song that on a regular basis moves them to tears. You know which one gets me moved to tears every single time? What? Oh my god. You cried listening to this song, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. Tears streaming down your face. And then when he does the drum roll, do 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 do. I was just like, oh, right in the feels, right yeah, in the yeah, feels. Yeah, 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 yeah. The song, the song that I know for a fact that I've cried to. This one from Sia, which was used in the final episode of Six Feet Under, which is my favorite TV series of all time. And they had this song playing in the final, like. Oh, this is pretty. Moments. I like how casual she is with her singing in this. You know, it's almost like she's lying down while singing. Yeah. This song to this day still gives me gives me chills, and I have cried to it. But I don't know. I don't regularly cry to music. I have to be like something else has to be going on that makes me want to cry, and then oh, put on sad music. Right. He's crying now. I think we should go back to the pump up jams. <laughs> I should have started with the cry song. Play some rock set. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> rock set. La 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 la. She's got the look. Too funny. Too funny. Funnest street cred just dropped like ten points on that one. I gotta say. He's old school, man. Out, man. He He's old out. school. We are getting a lot of texts right now from people who want to share the song that makes them cry. (laughs) Some people have the same song, like Natasha and West, who both are moved to tears every time they hear Live's Lightning Crashes. Yes. Right in the feels, this one. Yeah. The confusion that was here. Isn't it about like a mother dying after giving birth or something? Oh God! A new mother dies. I think it's just about the circle of life, yeah. you know. Ooh, I feel it coming back again, like the rolling thunder chasing the wind. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. Katie says uh, Black Hole Sun moves her to tears every single time. Black Hole Sun, Soundgarden, Mm eh? (laughs) Black Hole Sun, won't you come? Move to tears. Wash away. going in a different direction. Yeah. I feel this. These are all like old rock songs. Right. So yeah. this one's Tony Braxton. Tony Un- Braxton. <laughs> Which I feel, I'm going to feel this jam for sure. Unbreak My Heart. That's Amber's like go-to song when she wants to cry. Unbreak My Heart. Oh. Yes. Unbreak My Heart. Say I'm at the orthodontist as a teenager, and I'm getting my braces tightened. (laughs) And they have like they have the orthodontist radio station on, you know. 
but it's just right. Yeah. Okay, Mike, Mike's yeah. got a doozy. It's a John Bon Jovi track. Oh, John? Or is it a Bon Jovi track? Bon Jovi. Oh, Bon Jovi. Classic Bon Jovi. Always. Every time he hears always, moves him to tears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember this one? Sure. Now your picture's there. You live behind all just memories. Everybody's sad songs are coming from a... Nothing from today. It's all old stuff. Well, actually, there's an Ed Sheeran one. Oh, yeah. One for visiting hours, Ed Sheeran. That's the new one. That's a brand new song. I think he wrote it about his grandma passing away. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Soon they're going to close, but I'll see you another day. So much has changed. Yeah, I get that. Since you've been away. Ed Sheeran, you're breaking my heart. Yeah. Well, thanks for those uh, texts. Appreciate it. We are getting so many texts about these songs still, Tucker. Katrina is uh, taking us back to Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because even when I dream again, the sweetest dream will be. I'm trying to think. I, I'm pretty sure I cried when I saw that scene. Who didn't? It was a very touching moment. Liv Tyler saying goodbye to, uh... What was it? Her, it, was, it was her dad and Ben Affleck. Yeah, but, what, like, in that scene, it was her dad who took Ben Affleck's place, and it was her dad that she had the conversation with, right? When she, like, had her hand on the screen, or was that when she thought it was Ben? Before... I kind of forget who she was crying the for. the dad sent Ben Affleck back he down did, to he Earth. He did, but yes. when she had the goodbye scene, was it with her dad or was it with Ben in that moment? Because Ben was the guy who was supposed to stay to I make think, sure the bomb went off. I think it was with her dad. Like, her dad said something touching to her. Oh, my God. Guys, don't Doesn't even matter. Jenny has recommended the song that moves her to tears every time is a song that I used to slow dance to in like, you know, late elementary school, early high school. Yeah. And it's one of those songs that's hard to slow slow dance to because oh. it gets fast all of a sudden. Stairway to Heaven? No, November Rain. Oh. <laughs> Halfway through, you're like, should I still be slow dancing here? Well, plus it's also like nine minutes it's long. Nine so. minutes. She said this song every single time. The tears start flowing. When I look into your eyes, I can see love What a masterpiece. I don't remember this from dances. I don't, I, I kind of really like, they oh played this at your school dances? 100%. Man, you got almost 10 minutes to figure this out. <laughs> Like if you're if you're just trying to like you know put the moves on, you're sensing a connection there. Oh yeah. It's yeah, and then you get into the. Yeah. What do you do now? Are you still slow 
You go for the You're making out You're right now. You're going for the at this point. You're you going. better be. <laughs> I remember. I remember seeing somebody slow dancing to the song, and the hands were on the butt for the whole ten minutes. The whole ten minutes. Oh boy, <laughs> jumping right in. Talk about awkward. Okay. One more. This one's going to make you laugh. This one's from Safe. Okay. My sad song of all time is by Enya. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's Only Time. Is that the one you were hoping for? No, I'm more of a book of days, Enya. But let me listen to Only Time. Oh, yeah. This is, I know this one. It's a huge Enya song. Yeah, that's right. I, I got into a little bit of Enya because, like, my dad and stepmom would play this. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> you ever listen to uh, Sail Away, Sail Away? When you're on the boat, you know? No, no, that's Orinoco Flow. What are the chances of you hooking up with the guy at the bar with the deep, sexy voice? Woo! Look at that guy. What is love? Lady, don't hurt me. Hey. Ladies. Let me introduce myself. My name is uh, Robert. <laughs> Robert. Hi, Rob. I put the Bert in Robert. <laughs> That's sexy. Oh, you don't know the half of it, Maura. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. It turns out your voice reveals more about your lifestyle and your character than you realize. Let you in on who they are through the pitch of their voice. Okay? Researchers have said that people with a lower pitched voice are more dominating, outgoing. This is what I want you to do. <laughs> I want you. I don't know if I can go any further than oh, that right okay, now. Okay, okay. Maybe later. Maybe later. And they're more open to casual sex. Hey, whatever. <laughs> sure, come by. I'm open to that. So casual about it. Yeah. By the way. I mean, I could. I could have sex with you if you want. <laughs> this goes both ways for men and women. So a woman with a more sultry, smooth, deeper voice should be more interested in casual sex as well and more dominating and more outgoing. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. People's voices can make a huge and immediate impression on us, even if we just hear them on the phone. Have you found that, Bundus? Like, do you ever lower your register? What are you talking 100%. about? He does it on the radio show. 100%. You lower the register. 100%. Just to be sexier. Yes, all the time. Is that not insane? <laughs> it's like natural. I don't even think about it. It just happens. It just happens. Oh, I'm good, Bundus. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm better now that I'm talking to you, girl. Oh, I love that voice. So hot. Want to hear my deep voice? Show me, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember having phone conversations when I just first started dating my husband, Matt, and I was like, oh, my God. It's, it's, <laughs> it's too low, though. It's His almost like it hurts your ears like on the phone. It's just bass. It's just yeah. bass. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there you go. You totally have an effect and an impression on somebody if you've got a deep, deep, deep voice. 
Today is Back to the Future Day. You know why, right? Um, oh, because this is the date that was entered into the um, the, mach- the the DeLorean? October 21st, 2015, when they went ahead of time. And uh, yeah, it's October 21st. There you go. What are we supposed to do? Watch the movies today? Uh, I don't know. I guess you could do that. <laughs> Today's also International Day of the Nacho. Nachos Ooh. for dinner if you don't have plans. Nachos for dinner. I bet you I bet you find a way to like make nachos uniquely mora. Ah. Like you know how you love having is it arugula on pizza? Love arugula I on pizza. I bet you put like some sort of plant on top of your nachos, <laughs> some sort of like arugula type thing. Sure I do. It's not arugula though. Oh, yeah? I mean, nachos aren't nachos to me, obviously, if they don't have cheese, yeah. if you don't have your sour cream, yeah. if you don't have your guacamole. Yeah, and you got to put, like, you got to get some, at least banana peppers in there. Peppers, something, Some sort of pepper, yeah. Um, and then I also really, really enjoy cilantro sprinkled on top of those nachos. You got to have oh. the cilantro, man, for that. See, you do it for every that flavor. time. You do it every time. I ruin it? Cilantro? Hello. Well, delicious. It, it, cilantro is one of those things. I can. I'm, I'm. I'm actually okay with it. Like when you have fresh salsa and stuff, to mm. have some cilantro in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's something that'll turn a lot of people off. It's like you never cook lamb for a dinner party because there's <laughs> always, you know, a few people are like, "Oh, I can't do lamb." Cilantro is the same thing. Yeah. Some people say it tastes like soap to them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? It's yeah. delicious. There you go. I eat it just like handfuls of it. I love cilantro. <laughs> What about the cheese sauce, like the dipping sauce? You ever do that? The, mm. uh, like the Tostitos little uh, no, uh, glass never. jar? I can't look at that jar. It looks disgusting oh, to me. You know what the thing is, is Ugh. I'll never buy it. But if it's out on a spread for like a party or something, oh boy. <laughs> You're diving in? Oh, I'm diving into that. You know, like that kind of, just that cheesy grossness that they give when you buy nachos at a sporting event or something. Sure. They give you uh, that whole that little box. That hot cheese, right? Yeah. Like that toxic yellow. I think it's orange. I don't think it's yellow, it's is it? It's hazard, do not touch. <laughs> Certainly don't consume yellow. Ooh, I might now that I think of it, maybe I'll treat myself because it's International Day of the Nacho to some of that later I'm on. I'm pretty sure oh. that stuff is so bad for you. Probably. <laughs> probably not great. Probably worse than cilantro. <laughs> probably find more people that would rather have the cheese sauce though than the uh than the cilantro. Did you, you seem like a nachos guy upon this. Yeah, sure. Who doesn't like nachos? Nachos after a night of drinking. You know, you go to a place that's still open, 2 a.m. Oh. Order like, yourself the nachos. Or like when you go to a bar with friends or whatever, and yeah. nobody's really hungry, but you still kind of want to like eat something. Pick it something. Yeah. And then you, you always don't go re- nachos. Man. You don't realize how hungry you are until the nachos come, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. yeah. <gasps> Start crushing it. I, I hate those places, though, that just do like a layer of cheese on top, and then all of a sudden it's a bunch of dry chips. Yeah. Hack. Weak. That's hack. We, we're on to you. Layers, baby. We know what you're doing there, and we don't <laughs> like it. Okay, Bundus, you're going to like this story, because okay. I know you struggle to get enough sleep. I have good news for you. Okay. Dark bags under your eyes. <laughs> Are now a thing. They're fashionable. They're fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> da, I, da, I, da, I da, da. It's in style. It's a look. So it's fashion that I'm talking about. I need my fashion music. Yeah, yeah. Give me one second. It's okay. coming up right now. 
<laughs> Earlier this year, a TikToker with like 3 million followers mm. did a makeup tutorial where she added shading under her eyes. It went viral. Other people started doing it. Snowball effect, y'all. Dark bags under the eyes are en vogue, okay? People are using makeup to create the illusion of under eye circles. It is the latest makeup trend. And it's kind of like reminiscent of that Kate Moss heroin chic look. You remember oh, that in the 90s? Never a fan of that. The hero- yeah. They literally, this is not me coming up with a term, by the way, if you've never heard of it. Heroin chic was a look where people looked disheveled and tired. And like ultra thin and yes. yeah, unhealthy. Yeah. Guys. Ba, ba, ba. It's back! So there you go. You're looking fashionable if you're looking tired. This is probably the wildest transplant story I've ever heard. For the first time, a pig kidney has been transplanted into a human without immediate rejection by the uh, the immune system on the human side, which is huge. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard about somebody on a line, on a list, waiting for an organ, yeah. but you can be there for all, uh, years and years and years. So they've been trying to figure out a system that could help alleviate that. So the recipient of this organ was a brain-dead patient with kidney dysfunction whose family consented to the transplant before this person was due to be taken off life support. So, so just as like it, they knew that the guy was going to die, so yeah. like, let's try this out on somebody who's like... This is expensive. Experimental, yes. Yeah, yeah. So the procedure was done in New York City, and it involved the use of a pig whose genes had been altered so that the tissue no longer contained a mole- molecule that triggers almost immediate rejection. So they've been working on this for a while. So they had to create a special pig. Special- it's not like they just grabbed one off, you know, a farm and nope. said, ah, this one looks good. This this pig's genes have been altered. Uh, so what happened? Well, the kidney function looked pretty normal. It produced the amount of urine that you would expect from a human transplanted kidney, and there was no evidence of rejection. So it was actually a success. Uh, Right now in the U.S., they say the average wait is about five years for a kidney to be available. So they are trying to find a way to make that wait shorter. Obviously, in this case, it would only be a dire situation where maybe on dialysis, that wasn't working for you, and you were like way at the bottom of a list to get a kidney, then maybe this could potentially be an option. I feel like they've used other parts from like pigs for surgery. I'm I'm trying to think if it's like valves for hearts or, you know, something like that. Like not a whole organ, but it seems to recall something like that. And the pig, like you would think the monkey would be more uh, related to a human. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, that's a good point. But? But, no. Science. Is that not blowing your mind? Yeah, maybe the scientists didn't even think of that. 
Maybe you should bring that up with them. <laughs> what about the monkey or the ape? <laughs> the ape. The gorilla. Yeah. Aren't they like cl- closer linked to humans than a pig is? But hey. Certainly on that chart they show <laughs> that we're slowly standing up. Yeah, right. You know? It doesn't Go. start off as a pig. No, no there's, no, there's no pig on that chart. But hey. At any point, I, moron. I at did, any point. I did not go to med school, so yeah, what do I know? But maybe they need someone who thinks out of the box like you to come in there. Because maybe in the brainstorm session, they just went with the first guess because it had been a, right. like a long day. Oh, pig? how about pig? pig? Yeah. Pig. Put it on, on the board. board. Let's go. Pig. Nobody even thought of the other ones. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. I'm starting to think a lot of parents are pretty lame. The average parent will let their kid hit how many houses on Halloween for trick-or-treating? I don't know, like 50 houses? Yeah, yeah, I would think it would be at least 50. The average parent who goes trick-or-treating with their kids will let them hit 25 houses. 25? If your kid's four, maybe, but if you got like an eight-year-old and you're out with them, unless you're in some rural community, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) And and a house is like a 10-minute walk away from the next Next one. Over there. Oh yeah. But if you live in that kind of setup, don't you drive somewhere where the houses are a bit tighter? Hundred percent. Don't you? Yeah. Chris yeah. recommends you go late in the evening because that's when people are shutting it down and just giving out buckets of candy. Disagree. Hundred percent. Late evening people annoy me. Yeah, but if you don't, a lot of times people just put the bowl out. I guess if you if you're on the cusp. Of being on the late end, yeah, then people are like, okay, I got to get rid of this. Mm -hmm. I think the key is actually finish off in a rural area or finish off in an area where the houses are spread apart where they might have like a huge bowl still left. They'll be just pleased that the doorbell rang. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like go to an apartment building maybe where like people bought it, but there's no one like Bundes' place. You don't you don't buy candy, I guess, for you, but no, I don't. But uh, sure, there's some sucker in there who bought some, and they're thinking, oh, maybe someone will come by, and then no one does. Well, they don't even do like you, like they don't in my building at least. They don't allow you to go floor to floor and knocking on people's doors. You have to go to like the party oh, room yeah. between a designated time, and then it's like a little mingle, and you kind of go around the party room and pick up candy from oh, different. It's kind of lame. That's a bit mm-hmm. lame. Uh, Shannon texted us she said her mom used to pull a wagon with garbage bags and we would walk across town to her nana's and back and just collect candy an hour and a half they'd have that whole wagon filled smart the average parent (laughs) would be willing to drive their kids to a prime candy neighborhood but how far would they be willing to drive in kilometers do you think (laughs) Where they'd be like, all right, I'll take you there. You want to go to that neighborhood? Um, what do you think, Bundes? 5K? 10K? Yeah, no more than 10K. Uh, it's under 10K? Okay. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> About seven kilometers, ah. the average parent would be willing to drive in order to get to a good neighborhood. Well, we get some of that candy too, right? So we want yeah. you to get, we want you to do well okay. on Halloween. Speaking of which, for that uh, nerdy parent that will only go to 25 houses, how many pieces of candy will the average parent steal from their kid's stash? Uh, what's, what's a good two handfuls? <laughs> That's probably uh, 10, 10 to 15. Yeah, yeah. Five. The average parent will steal five from their kid. The person is so lame. (laughs) The lamest parent.
favorite of all time. Yeah, right. Ashley has a Halloween strategy to maximize the candy quantity. And what is it, Ashley? My sister and I, we used to go out and we'd be out late and people would ask us, why are you guys out so late? And my sister would say, oh, sorry, we got a late start. It's my birthday today. And we had people over for cake. So they just dumped full in our bag. They give you a birthday present's worth of candy. And feel sorry for you because you got a late start. Oh. Yeah. We really racked up the candy doing that. What a scam. <laughs> I love it. I know. It was awesome. <laughs> wow. And so, like, who? how quickly did you come up with that idea, and how many years did you get to use it? Uh, we used it for quite a few years. And uh, actually, it was my older sister who came up with it because she had to drive us around. Passed down from generation to generation. Smart. Hey, thanks, Ashley. Yeah, no problem. Have a good day, guys. The brick phone is coming back. It's about time! Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be really excited about this. Nokia is releasing a brand new version of its brick phone for its 20th anniversary. Yes. Do you remember the brick phone? Yeah. I mean, it looked They were indestructible. <laughs> yes, and that's something that they kept. They're like, you can whip this phone at a wall and it's going to be fine, okay? I don't know, you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. It'll be fine. I, I had a friend, uh, the first person I ever knew to have a cell phone had a brick phone. Yeah. And it was pretty cool it's, at the time. We're like, wow, awesome. <laughs> it's very durable. And that durable frame can survive knocks and bumps of everyday life. The other thing that was so amazing about this phone is the battery life. That battery life they've improved on. This sucker is going to last you 21 days before you have to charge it again. My uh, buddy Nick's dad has an old Volvo that he still drives around. I love old Volvos. In the car has the original cell phone that the one that plugs into the base you know it's it was got like the, built in the i think it must be a motorola maybe but it, it yeah it wasn't built into the car it was an add-on oh. so it kind of floats just kind of to the right of the stereo kinda, does it still work uh it still works but i don't think he pays for a plan so you'd have to get like a new plan for that phone <laughs> but it so still lights <laughs> up and everything <laughs> You might be able to call 911. I don't know. But it's so freaking cool. Yeah. Seeing this car that's, you know, more than 20 years old. Okay. With the OG uh, phone that he put in it. So this phone that Nokia is releasing will come with a copy of the 90s classic mobile game Snake. I don't know if that's ringing any bells. Yeah. It will also have a radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, because they have all that extra space they can just do stuff with, right? Right, but it's not a smartphone. Like, you're not going to be yeah. able to scroll through Instagram on this. It's going to have a slightly bigger screen and some bigger buttons, but it's really just a like a narrow BlackBerry. Um, They've gone too far back, though. I mean, if they want to go fun and back, they got to go crazier, right? Don't they? What's the crazier again? It was the, it was the follow-up to the Razor. Yeah, it was a smaller version of the Razor. It Did was it a flip, flip phone. Yeah, oh, it was a flip yes. phone, and you had your T9 tech. So that's all. That would be cool. That I think would be ev- cool. I think eventually you could try and hook up and get a weather forecast on them or something. <laughs> but that might have been, I don't know if that was crazier or the next generation of phones that came after that. If but. there's some way that these old phones can have a camera on them, then I would be down with it. Because I do like the camera yeah. feature. Yeah, I agree. And the flashlight. The flashlight's yeah, kind of handy. handy yeah, right? yeah. But also, when you want to check the forecast or see like live radar when you're out at a oh, picnic. Well, now you know? you're talking smartphone, yeah, friends. Yeah, I guess. Can't really go back Anyway. In. 
is. The Brick phone is back in the UK and India right now, and it's going for about 100 bucks. No word on a US or a North American release as of yet, but fingers crossed. What does your coffee order say about you? It seems like the moment you place your request, the barista starts to judge you. They oh, say yeah. that there's really a type of person that orders each different coffee. What do you think the pumpkin spice person is like? Okay. Hmm? Well, I know somebody on this radio show who doesn't mind a little pumpkin spice from time to time. <laughs> that person is the professor. Oh. You do it. Don't you go pumpkin spice once in a blue moon? I've never Never had a pumpkin spice oh, latte what do in my you do? entire life. Oh. You, you treat yourself to something, though, I thought. I like flat whites. Oh, okay, well, flat let's, white? okay. shall we start with the flat white, oh, then? Sure. Okay. Yeah. okay. Right. Tell me what I am, You probably, Hey, listen, you probably think you're more sophisticated than others, <laughs> don't fly. you? I do, 100%. I <laughs> you, do. You tend I'm not to a be... weed getting a latte. I'm going flat <laughs> white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so funny you said wean with latte. We'll get to that in a second. You're quite single-minded. That's true. That Fair, is true. Fairly outspoken and usually arrogant. Yes, that's so true. Arrogant, outspoken uh, <laughs> if he's in the right circle, but most of the time he just keeps quiet. <laughs> uh, he's chilling. I, I try not to engage because yeah. I know I'm going to get myself in trouble if I do. Yeah. yeah. You think you're more sophisticated than everybody else, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the so point. True. That's the point. <laughs> Let's move on to the latte crowd. Okay. Oh, boy. You are so boring. You are the most boring person ever that's what the barista is really thinking they are thinking you are so not adventurous you don't like to take risks these are the boring people okay oh, latte oh yeah move along fair enough what about the cappuccino crowd okay oh you think you're sophisticated but really you're probably not well that's you're my guess. slightly more adventurous than those latte people uh you're more fun to be around you're a little more open-minded and you're always up for a good laugh I so mean, actually cappuccino kind of rubs off well on you if you order that they're kind of the same a little yeah they're the cappuccino like, the latte layered, you know like yeah. oh you're gonna put the milk in the middle and the dog, <laughs> the whatever. like come on <laughs> okay let's move yeah. on to the espresso crowd oh you go in and you order an espresso <laughs> i'm done that's it Single sip. They say... Oh, delicious. I'll carry on. This See is, you in four hours when I come back for another espresso shot. <laughs> Remember we went out for coffee with that guy we used to work with? He only has espresso. It was and like he, he, he literally did it like it was a tequila shot on somebody's birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say that you have... He told me personally that you have to drink the espresso within 38 seconds of it being poured or it starts to lose its flavor profile. So who? what do you think they think of these kind of people? Pretentious. These are the same kind of people they say that will walk into a bar, order a shot and leave. It's the same mentality. They want to slam something and go. Go. They are adventurous. They are the powerful type. Oh. They know what they want, and they aren't afraid to damn well ask for it. This is a no-nonsense crew, okay? Wow. I would say that's him. All right, let's move on to the Americano, or if you that's like your me. coffee black, this I'm is Americano. you. I'm Americano, that's me. This okay. person... What do you think? Well, do now, it, I do add a little w- Splenda to my Americano. Now, Is was, that going to alter this? I was looking for... Uh, yeah, it definitely alters uh, it. It yeah. does not... It means you do not like your coffee black. Okay? Okay. This person is determined... They are focused. They are driven. They look after themselves. They're self-sufficient, empowered, 
but they also have a bit of a selfish mentality. What do you think they think about the pumpkin spice crew? Oh, boy. Nothing good, Guys, guys, this is not good. This is not good. These people are desperate to be liked. (laughs) (laughs) They love a fad. They show off, but they're usually lonely. Let me tell you something that you just offended a lot of people. That is a very popular drink. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's what they think of you when you place your order. (laughs) So judgmental. So judgy. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.